Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognizes Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Today on the podcast, I am excited to introduce Natalie Alamo, who is a Facebook ads and six-figure funnel strategist. Uh, This conversation was so energizing and engaging. Natalie has such a wealth of knowledge in this space, but she really talks about Facebook ads in such a practical and helpful way. And to be honest, I got a whole bunch of tips that I am ready to implement now to help amplify my brand as well. So let me introduce Natalie. She says, I'm here to help women-led businesses do marketing and social media ads differently. I'm here to help you use Facebook and Instagram ads to market your course, membership, or digital products in a way that feels good for you and gets the results you need so you can make a bigger impact in the world with your mission and your message fast. You bring the magic, I'll bring the battle-tested digital marketing tactics and smart social media ad strategies Together, we'll get you in front of the world. I'm also a mum, wife, Lego lover, and tap dancer. Oh, love it. Natalie nails her, her um, bio as well. So without further ado, let's welcome Natalie Alamo from the Gold Coast, Australia, to tell us about Facebook ads and funnels. Welcome to the podcast today, Natalie Alimo. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Emma. Thank you for having me. I always start the podcast in just the most fun way uh, with a little bit of a huge question of tell us, who are you? Mm. Who am I? So many facets. I guess I am a, a wife and a mother. I am a business owner. Um, I like things like Lego. I would call myself a dancer. So, yeah, 
unless you want like more specific kind of elevator pitch stuff. Oh, we can do that too. That's fine. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> anyway, so we'll do that one. There's the yeah. one and there's the, there's the, okay, networking hat on. Yeah. Okay. So networking hat on. I'm a Facebook ads and funnel strategist that works with mission-led women to help them amplify their impact. I love it. Mm. And we met, actually, mm. speaking of being mums, we met yeah. at the Oz Mumpreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like so long ago now, but really it was probably eight months ago maybe. I know. It feels yeah. like a long time. So it was yeah. November and it was the retreat up there in Sunny Coast. And for a lot of us it was, I mean, I was fortunate enough to do um, a conference last year with Business Chicks early in the year, but it was for a lot of women it was the first event they'd been oh. to in a, long in a way as well yeah. from home um yeah do you it was my first kind of post-covid event yeah um yeah which was it, it was nice to have that reconnection with people after kind of so long of just being at home in our offices so that was really nice and then I think the second time we really caught up more was probably the business chick business clubs yeah yeah retreat again yeah well because then you jumped in this I'm like I know this, I know this lady. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're the only person I knew. So it was nice that we had the chance to meet previously. And it is such a small, this is coming up so much, like it is such a small world. Once you're in this business space, mm. it's amazing. And when someone says something, they're like, I need this person. Like it's so great when you talk about what you do and you yeah. say that because then someone's like, oh, I'm really struggling with Facebook ads. And you're like, oh, Natalie. Yeah. And it just happens, you know, like the other day, the other week I was, I'd had my retreat, which was um, hosted with a woman called um, Ali Smith, who runs Mummycations, and she it's a travel thing. She has a travel background, but she also has done NDIS support work and provides spots to retreat people. Literally the day after my retreat, I had a meeting with this man, and I'm like, okay, so we've been like, you know, I was going to do some speaking. Well, what do you like? What's your businesses? I love to hear it from people. I don't. I can go and Google things. I always like to ask people. Mm. Anyway, he's like, I run a travel business, and I also run an NDIS support service. Oh. Like. Are you kidding me? Like, what are the chances? Of all the things, and I just think it's amazing. So once you once you're there and you're talking about it and you're saying things out loud, um, and you're putting yourself in those rooms and in those spaces, yeah, things start to connect. Mm, definitely, definitely, and you start to connect. But it was really nice with Osmanpreneur too because it was. Uh, sorry to everybody else, but it was because of the travel <laughs> at the time and the lockdowns. It was only really Queensland attendees. Mm. And that was actually kind of special because yeah. we have actually managed to maintain some of those connections yes. longer yeah. because um, we're local. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, 100%. Even though you and I really, actually, because you are based on the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast, yeah. <laughs> but we are, you know, down the road. You have to go to Sydney and the Sunshine Coast to meet people that live in the same town as you. Yeah, and we're yeah. still actually doing this online. So, yeah. <laughs> It just works better sound-wise, guys. So just, um, you know, that's that's yeah. the magic. Yeah. Um, but tell me, yes, you have said about your business. So yeah. how did that all start? How did you get into business? Uh, so I've had my own business since 2008. So I'm pretty of a bit of an old school business owner in these new online world times. Uh, we actually started, my parents have always had their own businesses. My mum had a printing business that mm-hmm. we kind of morphed into web design and then someone asked me about Facebook and I've been on Facebook like early on and started experimenting with it and how to use it for business and so I literally 
it probably didn't happen like this, but it feels like I literally woke up one morning and thought I'm going to run a Facebook workshop. So hired a space, had 15 people with their laptops and basically started teaching people how to run um, just a Facebook page at that stage. Ads hadn't started. And then over the next kind of 10 years, that morphed into lots of online training for people on Facebook, more online marketing stuff. And then I took a little break in between after I had my son. And then when I came back, I kind of focused on the parts I really liked, which was running ads and also the funnel side of it. So I've dropped kind of all the organic side and just on that paid side. So yeah, it's been it's been a really good journey, actually. Lots of you would know as an entrepreneur, so so many ups and downs. And then a whole nother thing when you're like when you became a mother. So I my son was born in 2015. So that was another pivotal moment. And then the transition from like daycare to school and and how the business evolves around all of that is kind of interesting and exciting and not anything that anyone seems to prepare you for. Just like it's like, oh okay, how is this going to work now and how is that going to change now and, um, yeah, how are things going to be different now that my lifestyle has changed? And I guess the best thing about it the whole way is I am forever grateful that I get to call the shots. So mm-hmm. your child's sick a few weeks ago when it was sunny finally on the Gold Coast, we were going to take the day off and we're like, let's take the day off, let's do something fun. He ended up vomiting his breakfast and that's a whole other story. But... <laughs> It, but it was like I wanted to do this so we decided to do it and not having to answer to anyone else has been like literally the best I think the best thing about running your own business yeah absolutely yeah. and as you said it's very much a journey and I think I don't know about you but I felt like we, um, when the pandemic hit it was like mm. that uncertainty and that uh, what's going to happen and up down is like for entrepreneurs it's like we've been training for this yeah like, we're ready <laughs> we're ready it's like our daily lives yeah. like, game on like as Emma Isaac said in the breakfast it's like game on let's do yeah. it it's like this is where we get to actually play and it, yeah. I mean, it still was challenging but as you said you have to constantly evolve and change mm. and develop and it's I love that you've gone for that literally get physical old school you didn't do a Kodak like you adapted yeah <laughs> and then Facebook came so you're like okay well we'll do that and then obviously funnels is is a newer um, yeah I mean it's been there it's but been around the yeah. language yeah. around it and the need for it and the understanding of it that's yeah. certainly been I would say a more recent more recent yeah I think the the easiest way and I remember describing this in a workshop years and years ago a lot of people already have so another interchangeable word for funnels would be like a sales process Mm -hmm. most people have it Um, the difference when you're bringing it online in more of a funnel is whilst it's more of a one-way conversation there are obviously intersection points where your customers are talking back to you. You're doing all the things that you would do if you were talking on the phone to someone. You're asking them questions, but you're answering them as part of the funnel. So yeah. most people would know what to do. It's just taking all that knowledge and putting it into a little bit more of a structured manner, which is what we, in essence, call a funnel. Yeah. So, and yeah. there are parts that are more automated instead yeah. of having yeah. to have that conversation however many times and yeah but I think what we're finding particularly in the last probably 12 to 18 months is that even that is changed so automation is still great and still necessary but I think people are are craving more relationships online and craving Mm -hmm. more so 
what would have been a traditional funnel with kind of not a lot of interaction but emails and automations is kind of making that shift back to how can we add more of that interaction back in. Yeah, and also really uh, relationship building because now there's hundreds of people doing the same things Mm -hmm. but really what makes the difference and which, you know, you would know as a personal branding coach is that connection people have with you and that's where you can really stand out to make a difference and make the impact that you want to make online. Yeah, why why you as opposed to the hundreds of others? others. And why, yeah, you know, and there are like there's just people you click with and people you don't. And, and, and it's a two-way street in terms of this as well. It's not mm-hmm. many people think it's like, oh, I've got to, I've got to win them and I've got to get them, like I've got yeah. to get the client. It's like, yeah, but you also got to decide who you want to work with. Like, are they the type yeah. of people that you want to work with? And if it's not going to fit, like it's such a gift for someone if if you're in that process and you're like, you know what, this isn't really for you right now. Or like mm. I can see that you're overwhelmed, you know, maybe go and do this first. Or, yeah. you know, you know what, jump out. Or like I'm happy for you to like to receive what, you know, and, and keep watching or we can keep chatting. But um, this is probably not, not for, you, right for you. Yeah. And I think what a gift. And then redirecting them to somebody else who might be might be better and you know that person then might become your referrer as opposed to your client yeah um and it's still within that like there's still value in having people within your tribe and within your network that aren't mm. necessarily always a paying client yeah definitely well and I think it adds like a whole nother layer of integrity like the online work marketing world gets a bit of a bad rap with like bro marketing and those types of things but having those honest conversations with people like this isn't the right fit for you right now you know I think puts you at a different level than people are like here's a button click here buy now so it it, it, it all comes back to that connection and relationships and it's just helping you automate parts of it online so that you can make the bigger impact by leveraging your time and but still having those personal connections and that's what it it is there as a leverage the automation I Mm. think this myth there's a lot of people thinking that they can automate everything and it's like when you accept a business coach said to me a number of years ago like we were all sort of like oh I gotta do this I gotta do that I hate doing the admin and she's like let's stop you all have to accept that there is a level of admin. Like running a business, there is always going to be a level of admin. There is only so much. There are only so many programs that you use. There's only so many things that you can plug in and do. Mm. There is going to be an element that you have to do and yeah. accept that. Yeah. <laughs> and in a conversation, why would you want to, why would you want to automate that or mm. all of that? Um, you know, there are things that it's helpful for, but it, it's just, it's just it's just not impossible, but it's it's yeah, it's a lot of But also I think that the, like we're fairly clued on to what's automatic Mm -hmm. and we know the difference between this is a blast email or this is, hey, actually I'm a real person behind my keyboard sending you a message because I actually wanted to connect with you today. And so I think there's times and places for all of it and it's just finding the right time for you and your business and what you're doing at that particular time. And mix, yeah. And you can always, yeah. stop. like, I think these things where I like, we, you have it in there, and then you, I strip it back, and I'm like, you know what? No, yeah. we're not going to do that at the moment. We're going to, I want to go back to even, you know, content posting. I'm like, I'm going to go back to to doing it and feeling it, and um, yeah. yes, batching and automating and scheduling would be fantastic. But it's like yeah. right now, it's not happening. <laughs> All the stuff that I was putting out is just not valuable. It's just to be and there, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's yeah. just reset that. And I think a lot of that happened during COVID too. We had things on 
auto auto yeah it's like oh this is a little appropriate (laughs) that's a little insensitive yeah I um batch and schedule I would like to be in the flow of it but my default is not to show up and so for me the batching and the scheduling has to be done because I've had so many people like oh just do an Instagram story one minute a day and I'm like oh my god like I've just got so many other things that I want to do and not that the Instagram story is not important but for me it's a managing of energy levels and I you know there's some people that just I think they just woke up and they're like I just can't wait to be on Instagram and then there's other people like me that are like oh my god like not another Instagram story yeah and so you've got to do what works for you and your business and the the flow of your you and your lifestyle your energy as you said don't you know there are times where it's like you can show up but how you show up there was a great little um diagram someone shared the other day it's like a meme and it was like what people think showing up looks like and it's like Mm. full circle every single day like full power every single day on 100% whereas like actually showing up is sometimes like a tiny bit like sometimes yeah. it's a post sometimes it is a video sometimes it is a story sometimes it is a podcast mm. but it, it's that like it's still consistent if it's at 10% 20% 70% 40% it's still you're still there it's still, it's still showing up yeah I thought yeah. I was like oh that's really that's good yeah and I think it's good to have the mix of of key pieces of content that are really, you know, good connection pieces or authority builders and then just the live in the moment stuff of, you know, this is what I did today or who I met or whatever. Okay, with a llama, you know. Cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> having that, you know, having that little break in between because, you know, people know if it's all just scheduled and scripted and it, yeah. and, and, and it, lacks, that, it lacks that connection and that authenticity. There's yeah. There's like a little. It's like the energy behind it. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. getting away from that, you know, because there, there's that um, sort of manicured feed and there's that mm. like I want to look that, you know, and the grid, making the grid look a certain way and using a lot of jargon here. <laughs> this yeah. I hope you're following along. We're, yeah. we're in our social media jam here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that I don't I'm always, people always ask, like that's a question I get a lot with personal mm. branding. They're like, should I do this and it, should it look this way? And I'm like, but is that how your life looks? Like, yeah, mine certainly like, doesn't. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't. I don't. That doesn't. I think for some product businesses, I understand why, and I, yeah. I see that, and aesthetically, that works. Mm. But like, you're a person. And yeah, life doesn't look like that, and I just think it's yeah. so sad to cut off. Um, you know, if you do have this really great photo, and it happens to be a bit more like rough but it's a great photo it's a great moment and you want to talk about it like why can't you just share that photo or like you get a selfie with somebody and it's not perfect I actually like those sometimes putting up a little bit of a blurred image or whatever it's like Mm. it just happened and I wanted to share it and it's not completely perfect and tailored and colored right and logo that you know it would be lovely but you know that and I think people forget at the end of the day we do business with other people which are humans and humans have you know, ups and downs and emotions and we're not all makeup and, you know, hair all the time. Yeah. And, you know, having that real connection is really what moves the needle the most. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it was something you said before, it was um, it's really uh, sad and sweet when someone you write to somebody and sometimes they go, oh, it's really you or you wrote back. Mm. Yeah. I, I know that I've had it with somebody writes back and unfortunately like they've got a bit of a profile I do have that moment of being like, is it you? Or, or is, is it, it your assistant? Is it your assistant? Yeah. Or is it a bot? Hmm. 
but it might start with like a, a 101 message, but I'm like, is it you or is it, you know, they've got your tone down very well. And I'm yeah. like, oh, so it's sad to be cynical, but, you know, and, and when I've written back, they go, oh, like you actually wrote back. And I was like, yeah, hi. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote, to, you sent me a message. I'm not Kim Kardashian. I've got time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, with my thing. I'm like, you're not Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. You're not going to get 10,000 messages a day. Like, as much as Just, you would love yeah. <laughs> and at the level that I, we're like, I don't we're know. We're at playing it, yeah. It, you know, it's a, you can, and even if it does get to that point, you could write back to one in five, you know, like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> human people, okay. It doesn't really take that long to like like everyone's message, even if you can't respond no, to it. Which is nice to be just. Like just an acknowledgement is, is always good, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. And so your business is currently under your name. Yes. Um, you work under your own name. Mm-hmm. Was that like an active decision or how did that come about? Yeah, it kind of, when I started, I was doing, um, so my mum had the printing business that I was working at. I was doing a lot of networking um, and it just seemed, I was also part of a networking organisation and like a, a leader within that. And it just seemed so confusing as in, this is the printing business, this is this, this is it. So I just started introducing myself as my own name. And then when we kind of rebranded, because I had so many facets of my business and my life, it just it just made sense and it was just so much easier. I'm also a big advocate of that people buy from people, mm-hmm. not from companies. And I always believed, and you would know for sure, that per- branding under your own name is the quickest way to build those relationships because it's not like, oh, what was that company name again? Oh, you know, that person from, it was like, oh, it's Natalie. She does this. And and I think it served me well in the fact that um, people would know me from the networking group I was part of, people know me from printing. Then when I moved to courses and Facebook ads, like it, it comes with you, the evolution comes with you, where if I'd chosen a business name, who knows what it would have been, but who knows how it would have evolved. I might have had to change business names or whatever, but I am always me. No. Yeah. yeah. The interesting That's thing really I did great. find Ooh. is... Um, when I got married mm-hmm. and I'd never had, I'd always done business stuff under my maiden name, which is Natalie Alimo, and I'm still doing all of that under that name. And everyone's like, oh, are you changing your business name? And I'm like, I've never really considered it. Like that was who I always was and I still am. Um, but, yeah, sometimes it gets a little bit confusing having two names, which, you know, most married women can attest to. <laughs> Yeah, and I was that was one of my like conditions. I was like, yeah. I'm not changing my name. It's literally tattooed on my foot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm lovely. Uh, I'm not. Quick. Yeah, like, quick and lovely, which really is yeah, yeah. quick and lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I change it in my personal life. All <laughs> business stuff is still alive. But then when you're booking travel, you're like, okay, passport name, passport name. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because it can not get mess confusing. that one up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is that is you're right and I think some people get really stuck around that when they when they do have a business name and I know mm. that I've you know there are times where you're like talking about it and it can get really um stuck and you would have you listened to one of my recent podcasts with Lynn Scanella and I was having that mm. challenge of like how do I introduce myself and I'm Emma Level and I love like communications yeah. and I do this I do that she's just like just say Emma Level and you do this yeah and I was like oh yeah my logo's behind me and who cares? Yes, the business yeah. dream, but I don't know. But then, yeah, and if you wanted to create something new, like people have this thing of they're like, and then I have this business and I have this business and I have mm. this business and then this branding has this and this branding has that. And it's like, that's a lot of work and a lot of yeah. energy 
that you're putting in, a lot of mm-hmm. equity that you're putting into this business, but not putting any equity into your own brand, yeah. into your own stock. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and sometimes the associ- association's not even there of the of the business brand name and and the business brand and the person Mm. oh you run that it's like that's problematic if you're yeah 100% you want to see the person with the business and Mm. if you are the person behind the business who's created the business tell us that yeah show up and I think people are worried about you know if they want to sell or what they want to do but if you look at people like Donna Hay her business has extended beyond her. Elle McPherson's another one. Like people can, you can still sell businesses with your own names on them. It's not like you have to stay at a certain size if you use your own name. So, yeah, yeah. That is I, think it's, it's, I think it's easier and quicker to start and build those relationships. And like you said in that other podcast interview, you know, just claim it. This this is who I am and this is what I do. Like done. It doesn't have to be so complicated with, oh, this is my business and this is what like it's just that's it. It's who I am. Yeah. 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 And then it's and it's a conversation starter. Mm. And then once you've said that thing, oh, like you know, literally this morning having a name tag and communications is in there. So oh communication. I need help with communication. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's have a chat sometime. Yeah. Carried on talking about I don't know, a bike ride or something that we were talking about, which is interesting. And then it's like, cool, noted, interested in each other. Yeah. Let's pick that up another time. Yeah. Absolutely will. But it doesn't have to be, uh, oh, wow, there's the sales process has begun. Yeah. (laughs) Let's drill down on that. It's like, who wants that? I'm just having (laughs) breakfast, mate. Like, let me have a coffee. Let me have a coffee. Like I'm going to need to finish my coffee before we have those conversations. <laughs> I love it. And so you obviously highlighted that the name, you have two names personally, yeah. so that's challenging. But have mm. you had any found any other challenges in terms of how you show up, I guess, personally? And you did mention that as well with the video as well. And any other challenges you have that showing up as Natalie Alimo? No, I don't think so. Like it's it's kind of all I've really... No, I don't have any issues with it. I I don't see how it would be any different if I had a company name. I think to me it would be more confusing as it would be Natalie from this company where it's just easier. This is me. This is what I do. Yeah. And, yeah, so, no, I I, I personally think everyone should do it, but yeah. each to their own. <laughs> but it was more of a trend. I must say, like, I bring this up quite a lot, but I think they were, like, there were different generations. You came from that, you know, we both started business around the same time, mm. like, or go into business around the same time. There was a generation, of, that generation of you had to have a business name to be taken yeah. seriously. Yeah. Still a bit of that, but then there was that real shift to people working under their own name and it's like mm. I'm the person you're working with yeah why am I not saying that more and I know that I used to talk as we mm. do this and we do that like guys yeah. really like come behind the curtain it's me yeah but it's <laughs> interesting like I've been on discovery calls with people and it's really common in like with ad managers that they have agencies or they have other ad managers and then other people do the sales calls and the, the, it was a couple and they're like, so are you the one that will be doing the work and that we'll be talking to? And I'm like, I'm sorry, like there's just there's just me. Like my mum's part of the business but she doesn't really do much and I've got an assistant but, like, it's literally just me. I will be in your ads account doing all the stuff. And I think 
like you were saying, there's that shift. That's what I want. Like I, if I'm, when I hire a copywriter or whatever it is, I'm, I would be annoyed if I didn't, if they weren't doing my work for me. So, you know, I think that shift is coming and the people that you meet are the people that you want doing the work. They're the ones that are talking you through the process, not this far off removed sales process team that, yeah, you know, doesn't have that connection with you and doesn't understand, you know, the nuances of the conversation that you had. And I think at the moment that like done for you is Mm. like people are really wanting that right now. They're like, um, there are pl- places to learn. There are things to learn, but there's also, yeah. there's like, is there somebody who will actually do the work for you? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like everybody just left. I left, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually, and it was more a decision around, you know, like you talked about having my life situation change and having my son and mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like I had the capacity to do writing. So I have background in copywriting and I was doing mm-hmm. writing for people and for my clients as part of my program. But I took that out because it was like, it can be quite a time-consuming process. Yeah. I don't know if where my head's at for that. And so, but I know that I can, the coaching and and that side of it, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing. So, but then just all I'm hearing is, I just want someone to do it for me. Oh, yeah. I need those words taken down and put on paper. And it's like, yeah, I, I have that service. Why am I not giving it to people? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, you can have that back. But, yeah. you know, like, so if everyone stops doing it, it's mm. real shift in, uh, you know, workplaces as well. There's, there's companies that are like, we just need someone to come and do, and do work. the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually do yeah, something. So so you can, yeah. you know, and they, like I said, there's a place for both. Like there is, mm. it, I think you really need the understanding. And with Facebook ads, you know, you are a Facebook ads pro and it, mm. it's like, a, it's a vortex. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun vortex. I love Yeah, you love the vortex. Yeah, I love the vortex. Coming in. Everyone else loves the vortex. I, yeah, think- I used to do it for people, but now it's yeah. like, oh, it is, it, you know, I need to come yeah. in and sit with you. <laughs> it is I think fast. It's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's been an interesting 18 months with ads, with the iOS 14 updates and changes with different things. But what I'm, what I think I'm seeing more of and, and, you know, with different things that I'm doing and launching is um, and probably similar to what you do in your program, a more of a hybrid approach. Mm-hmm. So people want, people definitely want done for you, but then that doesn't always fit in with everyone's budget. Yeah. The other thing with ads and done for you is it's a monthly commitment. Like it's not like a once and done type thing. So like I'm launching a lot more hybrid things. Um, I've also got just set up services where people can just get, all the technical stuff that I love that they want to scream and pull their hair out about, get all those really good solid foundations yeah. done. And then I can teach them how to do the ongoing tweaking and monitoring and stuff, as opposed to being locked into a done for you all the time, which isn't necessarily the best interest for their business, depending on you know what they're doing and those types of things. But it was interesting how you were saying that people do want done for you. But so I think we're going to see more hybrid approaches. Done yeah. kind of together. Yes, like, and I think coming forward. to the party on that is yeah. great because you do need some knowledge. Like, I, you know, you can't outsource everything. And as um, I was reading the email, I got to pick it up again. But one of the yeah. biggest things I took away from it was um, delegation by abdication. Mm. So delegates yeah. going to someone going, "Oh, you do my Facebook ads for me," but then not having any any idea whatsoever into yeah. like what's going on. This is really weird. I'm going to have to pause. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So 
so yeah, if you're delegating by abdicating, you're just going to someone, just come and do it all for me and you have no idea what they're doing. Mm. One, you can end up being way overcharged. Two, Mm -hmm. you have no understanding of, you know, return on investment if it's actually working or whatever. And then you get people going, why isn't this way? And I'm, I've been guilty too. I was like, just do something. And then yeah. it's like, why isn't it working? <laughs> or like, yeah. where's that? And it's like, because you weren't part of the process yeah. and so far removed from it that if you just abdicate all responsibility and just hand it over, mm. it's not necessarily going to give you a good result. And yeah, then what, you're just going to keep that person on forever? Yeah. And I think also like it's, it, it's interesting, like I'm launching a new program called Just Add Magic and probably by the time this is live, it'll be gone. Uh, it'll be not gone. It'll be launched, I should say, not gone. Um, but, like, because of that, I've been doing a lot of research into what people are getting from agencies and what they're getting, you know, from doing ads themselves. And, it, you know, and it comes down to that delegation by advocation because if you're not sure what you're doing, setting up your own ads can be really expensive. But then giving it to an agency is not going to co- gonna cost you a lot in you know, the ongoing, plus also then you're spending for ads. And I've heard some terrible horror stories about people that have just gone, oh, I got this agency to do stuff. I don't really know what they were doing and how it worked and I spent all of this money. And it's, you know, it's probably the same for a lot of industries, but you need to kind of have enough knowledge to be able to know what's working, know what's not working, and then be able to outsource effectively. Outsource effectively is really the key. We don't necessarily have time to do all the things, Mm. but it is good to have an understanding. And as I say, I know that I've stepped away from it so much that it was a bit like, oh, I just need some help with this. Can you have a look at it? I'm like, honestly, no, I'm not that person. I say call Natalie, but (laughs) not where I'm at. And it's like, you know, you do need that Mm. re-education and to understand where its place is and so how can ads help someone you know to get their brand out there more yeah so there's obviously so many different strategies and different ideas and different things but one of the things I really like probably for your audience in terms of personal branding is um what I run for a lot of clients is what I call a nurture campaign so we know across the board that organic reach is down but we are still on this content hamster wheel at times, um, showing up, trying to build relationships, trying to stay top of mind, where what this um, strategy does, and it's not super expensive, you can start from about $10 or $12 a day in ad spend, is it kind of you would pick your best content. And in terms of best content, I would be the ones with the highest connection engagement, the ones that position you as an expert and those types of things, and show it to your audience over a period of anywhere from, say, 30 to 90 days. But instead of showing the same thing and you get that frequency and people are like, why am I seeing this in my newsfeed all the time? You can set it up with Facebook ads so that they're only seeing that one piece of content for a certain period of time. So they might see it once every five days and then they see another one and then another one and another one. And it's just a really nice way of building that customer journey and staying connected with people without feeling like it's perfect for an introvert projector like me, without (laughs) feeling that you have to show up all the time. Um, And like I'm running one for myself at the moment and a lady in my Pilates class is like, oh, I've been seeing your ads on Facebook. She's actually a Google ads manager. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I didn't know we were connected online, but she's obviously seen something along the lines and now she's in this beautiful sequence of every five days she's getting another little piece of content about Facebook ads. So I think, you know, particularly for personal brands, 
I love that strategy. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really nice strategy for people. Um, then obviously always building your list and building your community. We know that the relationships we have with our community um, ads are another great way to kind of get people into that community. Then I like to um, leverage that with the with the nurture. So they come in, they get your lead magnets, and then they see this content every five or 10 days, which is really nice. And then obviously if you're selling stuff online, there's a whole gamut of things that we can do with open carts or e-commerce or whatever it may be yeah but yeah for definitely for personal brand I love love the nurture campaigns thank you that was such a lovely clear strategy mm. scribbles notes away yeah. <laughs> I have the recording so I'll just yeah. watch this yeah. and be like so that that thing you said about say it, before. Yeah. Well, I mean, what would an example great. of that be I mean if you just yeah. to look at lovely comes feed well you would probably find like and I have a post on this people say to me I'm like oh so what was the trigger point for people working with you and obviously if you're Ooh. doing on offline stuff that's a little bit different but online people are like oh, I just found your podcast and binged it yeah and then they're like oh, I want to work with you and I'm like great so then we can put your key podcast episodes in this nurture sequence mm. and, people, and often you know you're probably the same you find one podcast you're like let me listen to all the others yes. and then so it just needs to be those things that help people make the decision that you're the right connection for them and you know the nurture campaign works absolutely beautifully to do that Siri take note of our <laughs> podcast episodes yes. you can all help me there is an action yeah. one tell me your top three uh podcast episodes that you would recommend to someone else I would love to see that mm. uh share it with me uh that would be fantastic so there you go but it is looking at it is looking at those numbers isn't it and looking at that um going into that data a little bit, which people probably don't really realise that you can do, that you can see those insights and going and seeing. But you also know, you also know when there's a post that just hits the mark. Yeah. People are writing to you or you're getting, you know, or there was an email that you get, like I'll sometimes write a word, like write this word back to me or ask a question. Question, yeah. Actually write back and you're like, that's hit. Yeah, that hit the mark, yeah. I think some of the ones that work really well are like the myth busters. Mm. for the industry ones that kind of polarize the audience a little bit Mm. um so that the right people that agree with you will then kind of follow on the journey with you where and and you know and part of that's having good personal brand as well because if you're too like vanilla and the same people can't distinguish why they want to work with you yeah so you do have to be a little bit yeah so you kind of have to and and you know uniquely being yourself yeah yeah it's super important as well so yeah well, thank you just for nailing my key messages as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a massive advocate of personal branding. Like, I just love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you're doing yeah. a fantastic job. I'm loving seeing you show up. But tell me, I mean, I love the name of the, the program. Just, yeah, just Add Magic. Uh, adorable. Uh, yeah. Just Add Magic. But tell me, how can we get in touch with you so people can see this and maybe maybe see how this little thing works? Okay. So the best option is my website, which is natalialimo.com. Um, on there, you'll see all the different options. The nurture sequence that I was talking about, there's a mini course on it called the Client Attraction Code. So if people are interested in that, that's on my website. Or always, I'm my favourite social platform is probably Instagram at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm there at Natalie underscore Alimo yep. and love for people to come over, have a chat, send me a DM. I yeah. answer them myself. No one else answers my DMs. Slide in, guys. <laughs> yeah. So all the links will be in the show notes. Very nice. 
Thank you so much for being so generous as well with That's your information. Right. And, uh, you know, like, can we actually go for coffee? <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. I'll 100%. Jump, off, jump offline. I'll see you in a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for your time, Natalie. No worries.
thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, lovely communications and please do join the gorgeous community live and love your brand our facebook group or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand then head on over to lovelycommunications.com again lovely is l-o-v-e-l-l-y communications.com to learn how you can work with me my clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of from starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life. They have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.